Hello, welcome to Josie and Robin's Utter Shambles, uh, another podcast. It's, it used to be Robin and Josie's. In fact, it used to just be mine. And then I added Josie in the title. Now I've put her first because uh, she'd been nominated for another award. So slowly I fade and become just a small husk of an old comedian who existed in the 90s while Josie Long sucks out my very lifeblood. Anyway, well, you'll be hearing various different uh, moments <laughs> of life. No, I like it. I'm very <laughs> glad. Do you know what? Sometimes relationship feels like the one in The Hunger. I feel like David Bowie to your... Uh, Catherine Deneuve. Now that's. A I've great not film. seen The Hunger, but I. Oh God. It's I've a bit of an odd one, but anyway. I'm, uh, as usual, I'm with Josie Long, and also we have with us Al Murray. Hello. How would the pub landlord say uh, hello? Oh, um, he'd say it in a similar voice to mine, but um, exaggerated. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm disappointed you've lost the beard and the he'd hair. He'd say cheers is what he'd always say first. Which uh, I should mention, by the way, Josie, that you uh, you were in Jim Bob. Uh, ex of Carter the Ensemble Sex Machine uh, now of course in musical theatre uh, and also producing albums of his own you were in his dream last night I don't know if he told wow, you about what that did he you were dream? singing you were on his new album in his dream yes. and uh, you had a lovely voice why doesn't he bloody give me a go in the real world It'll be, uh, I wish you could <laughs> sing now but we're not allowed to sing anything because all, all three of us were uh, surely a nursery a rhymes out of copyright Surely, surely we can get clearance on. Well, no, someone did. Someone copyrighted "Happy Birthday." Yeah, "Happy Birthday" was was the most. Uh, that is the slyest I, thing in the world. Yeah, yeah someone a, came forward and said, "Oh, actually, I, we, me and my sister wrote that." As some, they're Americans, and they said they they'd uh, written it and uh, got royalties for years and years and years, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not making that no, up. No, I think I? it's the late 1930s, early uh, 40s. Yeah. So it's it might even still TV people would always go, "What? We haven't yeah. got the budget for that." Yeah. So that's why they go, "It's your birthday now, blow out the candles for she's a jolly good." Fa- yeah, Hang yeah. on, they don't normally sing that when someone blows out candles. I'll just check. Is for she's a go- jolly good fellow? Is that in, is that out of uh, copyright now? Yeah, we got the nod. That's all right. We can have that. <laughs> so if you'd like to sing that in the style of Sinead O'Connor, uh, which is what you did. Um, you did a lovely... Uh, um, and Al, you, you were, you were there at karaoke. karaoke. Yes, I was. Yes. Goodness me. I, I, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Was it the first time you did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was amazing. Because I've, I've not sung with... I've sung with a band on sort of... Sort of... Uh, a dozen occasions, but like in in a comedy style, you know, because I can yeah. I know how to sing as a pub lander. I go and go rub it and 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 go ma at the end of every syllable, and it does its job. Like Mike Reed, like you're Mike basically Reed like, just like Mike Reed. Well, yeah, yeah. Po- oh no, I can't do that. Can <laughs> yeah. Once upon is out of copyright. Yeah, but uh, king of the yeah. There we go. I think that's actually the, the rule, isn't it? That you're allowed a certain amount up to ice like cream three vans. seconds. Ice cream vans. That that's why they play a snatch of a song because there's a copyright. I'm, I'm sure of this. We're talking about copyright law. This is brilliant. This isn't what I expected. Have um, you ever heard an ice cream van play a song which was utterly inappropriate for it to be playing? What, no. like the child catcher song from Jiddy <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Bang Bang. But that's entirely appropriate. Isn't so he it? has a song, does he? Does he sing uh, a song? He does sing. He sort of half sings a song. It's like children, children. Yes. That's right. Because well, he, he, I think, with that film, he completely overpowers that film. I think. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, there's nowhere else to look, is there? Well, that is still one of my favourite ballet dancer anecdotes, and as my favourite, I might have mentioned it before. But I, there's two brilliant. I haven't guys. heard it. Robert Helpman, who is uh, who played the child catcher, was also a very famous uh, Australian ballet dancer. He was in the the Red Shoes, brilliant Powell and Pressburger film. Oh, who was in Powell the Red Shoes? Uh, he's well, he's someone who's a little bit evil. <laughs> uh, the uh, you would recognise him. I mean, beautiful, lean, uh, fasc- fascinating, lean face, ghoulish face, yeah, yeah. and and he's also in the film Patrick. Patrick, of course, being in a deep coma. 
<laughs> but Patrick has telekinetic powers. Oh. Really? It was on every Sunday night from about 1978 to about 19. You know those certain films? Like Firestarter. No, it wasn't. It was an Australian film with Susan <laughs> Penhaligon as well. Oh, and, wonderful! Because uh, there are certain <laughs> films that I just bought the Medusa Touch the other day because the Medusa Touch used to be on television the whole time uh, when when we were growing up. We we're about the same age. That, that's why I mean, Richard Burton. I oh have yeah, power yeah, yeah. Of destruction, I will destroy you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's fantastic. And one of those great ones where they go. Now this is a French German. Spanish-Italian co-production so there will be a different actor from every single country <laughs> hello I'm Inspector Cockney oh dear Inspector yeah. Cockney yeah, yeah. might have to change his name but um, where were we the uh, Robert Chocolate. Hellman my favourite yeah, yeah. um, this fantastic <laughs> uh, thing um, which uh, just after Chitty Chitty Bang Bang came out uh, a friend of his rang him up and said um, Robert we're just taking our kids to see the film they were really scared I mean absolutely petrified and you're coming around for dinner on Sunday uh, can you have a word with them on the phone and say that you're just like an actor and he went of course I can that's absolutely fine <laughs> and then when the children got the phone he went I'm coming to get you on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask um, I saw I, we were talking about some films and I went away and I got the films and I watched the films so you've done your homework yeah, I did I wow. did thank you Gosh. yes I'm so, being set in it. I saw Funny watch? Games, the Michael Haneker film. What's that? Is um, it is a film about all these sort of well-off German families who stay in these nice summer beach houses, right? And then these two very odd sort of teenage boys show up. Yeah, very posh like kind of boys, aren't yeah, they? Very like, odd, seem, seem very, very yeah. Well, well-spoken kind of boys and they show up and then they just sort of I guess like torture and kill the families oh right okay oh the spoiler alert a little bit late on the spoiler alert you here, can, though. Th- we know that well, we've I got guess a that guy was gonna, I guess it. that was going to yeah. happen it would be awful if and I was like they show up and they redecorate yeah exactly Whole play place. Monopoly <laughs> yeah. and it plays with your mind as well <laughs> it makes you feel that as a voyeur as actually oh, right, somebody goes to cinema aren't you as complicit in real life to, hang on a minute no I'm just watching a film no but think about well, it by watching this aren't you? no I'm not I'm not I'm watching a story no, I know, but is, it all very sort of, is it all very sort of cool and detached it, what, what I liked about it was it, like none of that seemed to register what really registered for me was how fragile and easy it, and realistic it was and how small the acts of perpetration against them yeah. were that trapped them like you were saying about just knocking the phone in the water and then they haven't got a phone anymore yeah. and then like there's a bit where at the very start one of them hits the dad with a golf club in the knee right mm. the mum is still totally you know fully in possession of all of her faculties they've still got a dog that could potentially attack them both mm. they've got a little boy right but the dad's knee is broken so he can't walk right and that's basically it like they can't escape because of that yeah and um, that to me was really sort of oh gosh yes people are so fragile that, that... well the tiny thing the yeah. tiny thing that flips it yeah well, it's like slipping on a bar of soap isn't it uh, and banging your head in the shower and then that's that and then that's that you that's mean, you gone yes yeah, you gone or you're never the same again yes you know? but yeah Peel talked about that once I remember that someone who died bending down to pick up a pencil oh yeah. that's harsh yeah, on, yeah. not even a pen see there's not even there's not even time for famous last words in that situation is there no. I mean, and if would you want your famous last words to be? I, I can think I can reach the pencil. <laughs> no, oh, your oh, famous last words pe- would be catch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you slow coach. <laughs> the um, you know, you're just saying about the yeah, the fragility of it. So, is the, is the message of the film leave you, Dad? The message of the film is once they can't run away, 
They're gone. Right. They're dead to me. If your knee is injured, goodbye. I'm taking the dog, I'm taking the son, and I'm just running until I fall. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That, you know, that's also the message of Wolf Creek. Don't hang around for your yeah. mate. Yeah. Your mate's gone. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I had Otherwise, to turn Wolf Creek off. Oh, it's oh. horrible, isn't it? I turned it, I turned it off. Once it sort of got going, I, I, you know what? I don't need to. I can't. I don't need to watch this. I know what's going to happen. Mm. And it wasn't. It wasn't enough to make me hope that. I didn't think will one of them escape. I just thought well, this is horrible. You know, mm. it's like that film, The Human Centipede, which I have no desire to see at all. What's that? I don't. You heard about this? Oh, you've not heard about this? Jesus. Is it Dutch or German? It's a. It's a. It's some. It's a horror film about a mad scientist. It's great that there's actually a mad scientist horror film, uh, and he stitches three people together. To mouth form a, to anus. Mouth to anus to form a human centipede. So it doesn't guy, make any sense. You would never want to do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's totally. If mental. I was a mad scientist, I would want to give people wings or see if I could put somebody's legs where their arms should be, like proper fun. Yeah. Not. Why would you want this? No. Well, something that the person after a while could go. Do you know what? When you first put my arms where my legs were, I was a little bit annoyed. But do you know what? <laughs> now I'm having larks. I just have to sit in a booth and I make more money than I used to working uh, in IT. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With the human yeah, well, centipede. With the human centipede. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I read the synopsis. And the <laughs> did you see the trailer? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you think what? And the but but the. He tra- it says in the plot in the plot synopsis he says that he then begins to train his human centipede to do things for him like collect his paper and he's not thinking you've you've done this thing and is that is that it collecting the paper because a dog will do that a dog will do that yeah <laughs> it's a very odd and it, it, it seems to be complete with incompetent policemen coming around and going have you seen those two missing people no and in the next room there's the help oh. of course so yeah. hang on but there but surely I mean the, the middle centipede <laughs> is going to be dead pretty quick well in fact, I would even having say read the, the synopsis um, it's quite the opposite I'm full of spoilers today but yeah um, yeah, yeah it's the... I would say if you're considering <laughs> watching the human centipedes you've already been spoiled yes exactly you know? and you're you will already... be spoiled by it yeah, yeah. Exactly. do you know my friend Will Adamsdale was doing, did a show called The Human Computer and I was tweeting about it saying everyone has to go and see The Human Computer The Human Computer the amount of people who were like thought that I meant the human centipede and were oh, really? quite disgusted and were like, why are you advertising <laughs> so how long is this human centipede because I used to know about all these films I used to buy like, all these something weird movies I don't know if you know all these weird kind of driving movies yeah. from the 60s and 70s and then I just suddenly got to this age where I think one is sometimes when you uh, do you know what it's not that embarrassing you noisy water. water noisy yeah. water noisy water don't worry, I'll pass the they used to have such light water in these studios when they noisy used to have water. loads of money the water Pretty was huge kind of light yeah I have yeah, well, shortcake this by the way is the sound again when we used to record things here, like I was saying before we started. I'm, 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 I'll manage that. Is this the sound of golden foil being unwrapped from a delicious biscuit with a lemon centre? No, it's not. It's the sound of the kind of thing you'd go, I wish I'd spent more on this hotel. And also, it's a double room. Why is there only one packet of biscuits? Etc. You know who you are in Falmouth. Um, the, uh, Leave so them yeah. alone. They've got a seaside. Chewing <laughs> out, enjoying the seaside. The... Um, I'd love to talk about how the star system works on hotels, but we're not going to get to that. Oh, I stayed in one in Peterborough. How could that be forced? Anyway, I, right? Yes, I, I, I'm happy to talk about the star system in hotels if that's what you want to. You know, we're going to get I've, there. We're going to get major, there, but we should major, probably finish. I've stayed in a lot of three-star hotels that read like four-star hotels. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, the um, no, the, the I, I, I can't really watch those exploitation films anymore. 
I mean, part of it's like my wife now. I noticed because we went to see Wolf Creek, mm. and she thought she hadn't really read about it. It's one of those rare times I actually had a night off. I'd been filming something in a scrapyard during the day about satire and death, and it's very JG Ballard, but only so much as it was in a scrapyard. The rest of it was just a collection of puns based on the week's news. And um, then we went off to this cinema, and uh, and I think she thought it was going to be a werewolf film, and I hadn't really read about it. And about halfway through, we went, "This isn't really what we thought it was going to be." Oh, look, they've just cut through her spine. And then the back of one of my teeth fell off. Right. Not a filling. Actually, the, the, my, the, the, my molar oh. just... So you know when you've, you're watching you, a Robin? horrible film involving torture porn and the back of one of your teeth has just dropped off? Robin, and how, you still want to eat a toffee. How old were you when that happened to you? Wolf Creek, what was that, five years ago now? Four, Maybe five years five, ago? six years ago, yeah. even. Yeah. Oh, so I have like seven more years of teeth. Well, the worst thing is Kurt Vonnegut. But was it? He said that he found out that our teeth are meant to last thirty-six years, isn't it? No, that's how long we're meant to live. Oh, when your teeth start rotting, that's. Uh, to be honest, both Al and me are technically zombies, oh. even though we're still alive. Oh yeah, I've been a zombie a fair while now. I just remember hearing an interview recently because I'm 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 not a huge fan of most plays. They're too long <laughs> and they're actually quite boring. I find um, as a stand-up, I find it like this. I feel so embarrassed, but I feel. It takes a lot to bring me to the theatre. Yeah. Like, I, I'm busy. I'd rather see stand up. My God, you have no comedy. idea. I c- couldn't agree more. I go to the cinema because, like, the th- well, I have a real Cinema's problem. Cinema's a bit fun. Well, yeah, well, yeah. And you can do it in the afternoon. But yeah. I have a real problem with um, my, my problem with the theatre is I, I sit there thinking, you know I'm here, don't you? Yeah, Stop pretending I'm we're sorry. here. It's, you're not really in the living room. Yeah. You know, hello. If it was the living room, where's the other wall? Well, yeah, There's no other wall. Exactly. And I also I also completely, um, for the, the reverses, I, I would find it very hard to be in a play because I'd just be thinking, how's it going? Yeah. You know, because yeah. as a stand-up, you know how it's going, yeah. don't you? You know, you, know if you? you know if it's going well or not, if they're paying attention or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in a play, like, when you... I don't get it. I yeah, because you couldn't do in the middle of a play like Chekhov. You can't go, oh look, every, everyone there, everyone there having a good week except you, sir. Yeah, yeah. See, you're not <laughs> weeping about the emotional yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I just I find it, it it's terrible, but I, I just find a lot of them. Also, sometimes it's just blindingly obvious. People go, I mean, this happens with stand up and with every kind of thing. You know, when you someone goes, I saw the stand up comedian, and it just suddenly really made me think about the nature of death and the love <laughs> of family. And you go, well, what, what? You never thought about it until a man <laughs> shouted at you. Is that the first time you thought about it? But the, I mean, that's said there are two bits of theatre I want to go see I, I do want to go and see Crap's Last Tape with Michael Gambon because mm-hmm. I think that would be great and I'm going to go see Andy Nyman's Ghost Stories but oh, oh, I want to see that that's so good I saw it um, in preview at Hammersmith and that, that, but that wasn't like, that isn't presented like a piece of theatre that's presented um, starts off like a lecture so so immediately he's a, they're dealing with the fact there's an audience there watching it you know it's the I mean I saw I went and saw Waiting for God last year with um, uh, with uh, Pr- and Professor X and uh, Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> <laughs> which is the only uh, which is the only way of approaching it and, one uh, of the rare occasions you weren't the only one in your Star Trek costume <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was brilliant but they they very much were playing to the house and uh, because it's written like that so you, you you can do that with it and it wasn't all like um you're not here theatre. It's, it's, it's that thing, that convention that I, I kind of, I'm sort of well, mystified by. Any playwright influenced by Laurel and Hardy is fine by me. Yeah, so yeah. Samuel Beckett. Still my favourite opening line. In fact, I think you were in that article as oh, well. What was you, I turned you got, up we got, uh, I don't know if you got wrong about this, Josie. There was an article going, we're doing an article about uh, how comedians affected by Samuel Beckett, etc. The article ended up just being quotes from comedians. Lazy, yeah. lazy <laughs> Stephen Armstrong yeah. on that yeah. occasion. Um, <laughs> my One of my favourite lines of all time is from a piece of monologue. And this is, I, I would like... Every mainstream comedy club, if the compare's opening line, as he goes all the stags and hens there, and his opening line is, birth was the death of him. That'd be a great opening <laughs> line. Just, it's suddenly, yeah. everyone goes, oh, I'm thinking a different way now. 
Take the hats off, lads. We feel a bit silly now. <laughs> I think that would be great. Oh, we're naughty police women. No, no, I said birth was the definition. Yes, yes. <laughs> we heard what you said. Now take the piss of her. It's her birthday. <laughs> oh, mate, we're not here for existential angst. Thank you. Get enough of that at home. <laughs> I am... Um, I've, as well, I like to go and see live music, so it does mean you don't see as much. You don't see much theatre because Enron was great. It's, I really it's not even anyone Enron. you know. You see, it? I wouldn't. You, while the, <laughs> the, the the horse whisperers tamed one too many uh, horses, to, uh, there are not enough wild horses to drag me to see Enron. Why not? Because I, I know about it. But that's what makes it more interesting as oh, well. God, I just is couldn't. that the fact that when you've got these little raptors running around and you go, oh, if you know the story, it makes it even better. Yeah, because I... you you watch it and you go, anyone who doesn't know the, the background story would think, well, obviously this is a tale of, of the collapse of a company, but I presume all of this is made up. And when you go, that's not even made up. Yeah. I just, I, I'd read it, so I kind of, that would be like, that would be like... Uh, for me, that'd be... I don't know. It just feels like... I, I've read it in the newspaper. I kind of don't need to see a dr- dramatisation of it. Yeah, I do regret seeing United 93 now. But there you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah. yeah. Well, um, but why would anyone make that film? Is the, you shouldn't have regret made. Scene, I'm sure. But, but you the, do go... Peculiar well, set of oh, circumstances, God. isn't it? I was just about to make the worst joke. You it's shouldn't right. regret seeing United in 93 because they were the champions uh, <laughs> that year, winning the triple, not just the double. <laughs> So, you know, oh, it was a glory year. Bravo. <laughs> That's you, really... Uh, but I don't even think they did win the triple that year. I just... That was the year that I... That was one of the two years I kept a Panini stick around. Uh, again, a spoiler moment for anyone who doesn't yet know but what the results were of that particular football season See, in yes. 1993. My apologies that Josie's... Someone's been oh, waiting on, this now. Is, this, this, isn't isn't, this isn't the fo- look away now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the news. But, you know, we're talking about films know. that people haven't seen tonight. Maybe some people are going, I- I've been very slow with the football. Well, I'm up to 1992. Because I forgot Monday was a bank holiday, I thought it was still Sunday. Because I got because I came back from Edinburgh on Saturday and and on Sunday, you see, here we go. I don't know. So Monday Monday night, I watched um, Dragons Den and I started tweeting about it. And I got told by many followers to stop tweeting, stop going on about it. I haven't seen it yet. And the thing is, I was, I was, you know, going, oh, here come the mental people or stuff like that or you know, rubbish. And people were telling me to stop because I was spoiling it for them. It was a repeat, right? Because they, apparently they show it on the Sunday and then on the Monday. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I was so confused about what day it was. And it is Friday. Yeah, anyway. So the, the point is, I, I, I just think that isn't... What is the statute of limitations on spoilers? Um, I think... Uh, what I've learned is... If it's something really, really seminal, right, or something that is obviously the toast of the town... Yeah. Like, I was watching Sherlock... And you and I was watching it like a week after the fact. Yeah. And I knew that if I said anything about it, people would be like, ah! Yeah. Or if it's like Doctor Who or something, or yeah. if it's um, uh, something like that, or even The Wire, right? I yeah. appreciate that it's something. But if it's something that's kind of uh, on a, you know, a weekly series yeah. that's Especially like Dragons Den is so heavily formatted anyway. Yeah. With um, with uh, the, the nutters on first and the successful one at the end. Spoil away. <sighs> I met the tall one. You know the tall one. Oh, Peter, yeah, Peter yes. Jones. Yeah, I met him a few times. I, I went on. I was on Top Gear. Ha! I've met the stick. Did you have to do the bloody? Yeah, yeah. You have to do. Come and on, spoil the stick. Think, spoil the stick. I don't think the bloke in the. Judging by what he looks like, how old he is, I don't think it's the guy that was the stick the day I did the driving. It's oh, blatantly so a different stick. stick. It's like don't, Mr. Well, they, Blobby. They rotate them, don't they? Obviously, so that's the whole. The whole point of him being anonymous is it could be anyone. 
My problem is, having never watched Top Gear, I haven't got as much caught up in the whirlwind. I do have a bin, which is why I did get more involved in that cat Cat story. But I I didn't really get involved. Well, I think I think as a nice as a nice nice neat piece of entertainment, the thing they've done with the stick is very clever. And it and it's uh, and sweet and benign and for and for people to want to ruin it all the time, I think is really like it is a bit like telling kids there's no Santa. I think telling car fans there's no that, that there is there's no stick. There's no stick. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I did the lap. It was a, it's a, it was an extraordinary experience because because I've I've never driven a like car quickly before. And I got there. And was, Clarkson was there and Hammond, and they were like messing about and but were utterly charming. Which again, you sort of think. You know, utterly charming, and then and then they go right, and and in the meantime, Nick Robinson was going round and round and round doing his laps, and the you know the BBC political guy, and right. then and then they go right, it's your turn, so over you go, and the stick goes hello, um, you know, and and straps you straps you into the car, and then he drives you around. You go around once, uh, like kind of normal speed, yeah. and he shows you the corners, and you think. Oh golly, this is this is going to be exciting, and then he takes you around flat out, and that is absolutely—it's amazing, really, really incredible. And uh, uh, and there's the whole thing of there's the whole thing of you know you break late and before you hit the corners and all sort of things. So really, quite not the way you drive normally. He's going everything you know about driving, forget it. Or the thing about feeding the steering wheel, don't do that. You got to hold on to it so you know exactly what the what the steering's doing at any one time. And all this sort of thing, and using the gears as brakes, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, so so then he takes you round, and then then you swap places, and you go round at a, a, a sort of normal pace, yeah. and you're thinking these corners, ooh, crikey, and all this sort of thing, and then you get a little quicker and a little quicker and a little quicker, and then and then like the third or fourth go round, he says, right, just just go for it, give it everything you can, and it's so, to, to be honest, it was so exciting. And I didn't think I was going to like respond to it as a sort of excitement thing. I was going to be, I thought I was going to be nervous screw it up yeah. and everything but actually it was it was so fucking exciting and then did you come out a bit like with a newfound excitement and respect for Clarks and oh, Hammond well, like, oh. well not for them for the stig really but you, you get out go, you get. I mean you get out it's pathetic you get out sort of going like that and beating your chest and thinking you're Amazing! See, it was see we'd so be exciting. great doing it because neither of us know neither how to drive. drive. Do you not so know how to drive? That actually, oh, right. the first go, go now you're going to go around the track really fast. Also, you've never learned how to drive. Oh, you don't oh, even know well, what these. That would be really do. cool. <laughs> no, they should do idea. that. They should p- p- get people who've not driven. That would be. <laughs> 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 but I like. Um, there's been a lot of things that I thought I was fundamentally, characteristically not into. Yeah. That I've tried recently that I've been like, oh, I'm a pig for... Like, most sporting things, I thought, oh, well, I hate, I hate physical exercise. It is not me. It's not what I like. And now I'm like, yeah, yoga in a sauna. Oh, fuck yeah. Really? I'll do that. Yeah, and, and it's been quite an eye-opener, really. Um, There's still not... Te- I mean, yoga's not actually I... like exercise. I mean, what you've actually said, exercise, right? I was immediately seeing... Oh, yoga in a sauna is very, very difficult. So you do that hot yoga thing? Yeah, I do that. Hot I do boxing. Yoga. I do running. I do swimming in the cold sea. In Edinburgh, we did, I did loads of going swimming in the sea. It was really? so exciting. Wow. So you get caught up, do you think you get caught up in, in your own cliche of who you are? I'm just like kind yeah. of comic book Josie. I, I, I find that as well, but I decided not to risk anything. I've stayed within my cliche. <laughs> You've broken your cliche. You may well lose a lot because yeah, right, no, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like, oh, I don't, I'm a, I don't exercise, not interested person. And actually, the times when I have, have, have quite, quite quietly enjoyed it and thought, oh, maybe I should do that more often. No. But then See, I, I'm, I'm the really... same. I've just, I've sort of in the last year and a half discovered watching cricket, <laughs> which I wasn't interested in at all. And I've, I've, I've fall, sort of fallen in love yeah. a bit, a bit soft about cricket now because it's, I just think it's amazing. And uh, 
and the, the I like its rhythm as well. I like the, 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 something about um, something about its rhythm and its pace, and it in in a uh, I think in a peculiar way, it's like its Englishness that I really I find really really seduced by. And, yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, in Edinburgh, strange. in Edinburgh, I sat in the bath watching whole test ma- test matches in the afternoon. I should have. How got... different from our flats in Edinburgh, <laughs> Joseph? Well, there's a telly by the bath. That's all I'm saying. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, how many um, stars? How many stars? It was four stars. <laughs> but the uh, what? I, sorry, the the thing I was going to say was what I like about cricket is I think about aliens coming to Earth. And if they look at football, they'd say, oh, well, there's always people sitting around mm. and then the, there's obviously a Bully game being played. And, blah, 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 yeah. hooray, it's over, right? With cricket, they'd be like, right, so there's some people sitting around, but basically it's mainly all these people who are all basically dressed the same yeah. and they don't really do any running, really. Like, yeah. they sort of hit it and then they hit it again and, and it lasts forever. And I like the idea that aliens would be really perplexed by it. They wouldn't uh, well, really appreciate like, well, it. Well, although in uh, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide, isn't it, where Earth is the pariah planet because they play cricket and the, there's some <laughs> the wicket gate is some. So Douglas Adams, yeah, Douglas yeah. Adams, and he tried to get that into Doctor Who, and he was writing Doctor Who apparently. The idea of the wicket gate that, that Douglas that, Adams wrote Doctor Who. Yeah, he was, wow. he was script editor. Yeah. When, when, which he, era? He was, people consider it not to be the greatest late, era, late, partly mid, because mid, he was late, doing a Tom Baker. fifty oh. different things at the time. He was working at BBC Radio. Yeah. He was doing Hitchhikers. He was what writing. Amazing uh, man he was. So that's why I, I blame him. Though I might be wrong. There's one called City of Death yes, with Julian City Glover, Paris, yeah. uh, which has some great moments in it, including Eleanor Bron and John Cleese yeah. as uh, a hilarious couple of um, uh, art uh, students. Art people, yeah. um, but the uh, it has it also has annoyingly this this great thing. This guy keeps going back in time. He's trying to make as much money as possible to get back to his original. I'm going to remember the character's name in a minute. It's coming to me. It's keep not going. Scaramanga, but it's, it's not, not far keep off. Keep going, keep going. I'm anyway, going to remember right, in a minute. So uh, he keeps going back in time, time and going. He's fractured uh, across time. He has, yeah, he has several lives all going in tandem. He, in different he needs time to zones. bring himself back. And so what he's doing is he's worked out this little scam where he goes to Da Vinci and he goes, "Do another Mona Lisa." Need to sell more Mona Lisas. But unfortunately, there's then the nutty professor in it. Yeah. They've got an actor who goes, I'm still trying to invent the time machine. For-. And you go, why have you put that in? And every now and again, I think Douglas Adams, like when he put in the pirate planet, and he yeah. goes, "Not there will be a guy who's like a futuristic cyborg pirate yeah. with a cyborg parrot. Yeah. No, don't do that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That spoils it. Yeah. And they didn't know how to oh, say God, no we've to got him to talk to for the first time in 18 podcasts, and now that's when the hate mail begins. Well, oh, we, we can, can I... stop talking about it. But... No, we might as well keep going. Just, but what I like as well is we're all talking like, yeah, well, I like sports now. I like driving now. Yeah. But um, in the fifth episode of Doctor Who, you've got yeah. to remember the character, you know. Well, but the, yeah, but it is, uh, th- yeah, I think the thing, you're, you're, to come back to what you're saying about this, people who liking sport who are who are sensitive as well. That is a bit of a... Because I was, I was in a gang of mates and we used to hide in the, the, the school I went to. There was a theatre which had a green room. We used to hide from sport in the green room, <laughs> in the green room of the theatre and pretend we were rehearsing and all that sort of thing. And uh, <clears throat> we actually used to use the word sport as an insult. We'd call it... You, you, if someone was... We'd say, oh, he's a sport. And we'd use it, we'd say sport like that at each other as a, as a like, put down. And it was like, it was a group of four or five of us. And... Uh, and they, if you know, if they were here now, they'd say, "Yeah, that's what that's what we used to do." And one of them is this guy, is a friend of mine called Ned Bolting, who's ended up as a football reporter, sports <laughs> reporter, on ITV. And and it's kind of like whenever I see him or speak to him, I'm like, what 
what? We we were ideologically opposed <laughs> to sport. We thought sport was a, a colossal waste of time and a misguided glory and and you know silly and uh, and and there there you are you know outside some ground going it's too exciting I can't wait. But do you ever, <laughs> do you ever he see doesn't him? Doesn't sound very goes, good as a sports reporter. <laughs> well, well, I've summarised I've summarised his uh, shtick there. Does he ever? Do you ever see him and he's sort of looking straight at the camera and he's going? There'll be a lot of sports here today. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done Wink. that yet. He hasn't done that yet. I need to maybe need to prime him with some uh, things to say. But he's to become an expert on the Tour de France. You know, that's his. That's his absolute. <gasps> yeah, when I was a kid, the Tour thing. de France was like a punishment because you would get home and you'd be like, right, it's the Simpsons. It's the Simpsons at six pm. This is the greatest. Like yeah. BBC Two between about five and about seven was just like the most fun programs yeah. ever. It was like the Simpsons, and it was I can't remember what. Can else, I say like, that that is a different generation? Thing. Because actually, for ours, my generation, rather than the Simpsons, we, no, we. But really, if we're honest about when we were like ten or eleven years old, what we had was. Uh, an episode of Flash Gordon from 5.40 yep. till 6, yep. followed by a Sherlock Holmes film yep. or a Tarzan film with Johnny Weissmuller, oh, which was a good way of being brought up but not quite the same mm. kind of high-tech thing. No, because we'd be watching The Simpsons and then you'd get... And then uh, one day you'd get in, turn it on, you'd be like, brilliant Simpsons, and it'd be the Tour de France for hours. Yeah. And you'd be like... What? Why would you do this to me? I can't watch. Oh God! But you watch it now, and you, you can see you, it, it isn't just to see it. It's human drama, is it? It's not just to see of blokes mm. on bikes. Does that is that just and generally with age though? France. Because I think like with wildlife programs. Well, I think, well, I find the older I get, the increasingly wise I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but that, that thing where you can take things which appear repetitive, and suddenly you can project onto them something. I mean, like, I've always liked um, snooker and darts because I like the yeah. two people. Like, there was a great program about um, Alex Higgins on uh, the, on the on the other night. Very. But I, so the older you get, suddenly like when I was a kid, you'd always read these interesting people going, and then after the evening, I just watch a wildlife program I found them so boring yeah, when I was yeah. 10 unless they were about lions yeah. and now at the age of 41 I go I don't want to see one about lions or chimpanzees I want to see one about a weird tiny frog or some kind of insect that inflates its eyes and you just get more and more the kind of smaller and stranger things become more exciting it doesn't just have to be ripping and tearing and whatever no I agree with that Oh well, there we go. Yeah. That's the point. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that like one, that. that brilliant um, insect, which just inflates its eyes onto long stalks, and the the, the one that inflates its eyes furthest out manages that, to get the woman. All you're giving me here, Robin, is proof of creation. Every single, <laughs> one, of, every single <laughs> one of these amazing. No, no, that couldn't happen by accident. That's clearly a god at work. You know? Come on, <laughs> what's wrong with you? No, I, I had to discuss. Bridge mentioned this morning. I was on Radio Surrey, and I was meant to be talking about my tour that I'm doing, all about stupid books. And I love reading out for stupid books. But they, the first thing they asked me, and I was on half an hour earlier than I was meant to be, just standing in my box shorts, and they ring up and they go, "Anyway, so Stephen Hawking has just uh, said, basically, has he come out as an atheist? And what does this say about the universe?" And I'm there with my two and a half year old son, going, "Just go and watch James and Thomas. No, you've got to. I've got to be on the phone. What? And yeah, it was a reasonably disastrous theological and philosophical." discussion uh, as far as I was concerned so yeah that that is uh, we that was one on my list of things that we were going to cover today by the way but we haven't really got there what is it Stephen Hawking what he said uh, well he's kind of made a rod for his own back hasn't he in a way that because at the end of A Brief History of Time he said and so we shall know the, the uh, face of God and, and mind of God yeah and, uh, yeah whatever mind of God and also all the so all the all the lot who need to find God in science were able to go look he's talking about God Wasn't it? what he meant by God was 
was Einstein's God doesn't play. You know, you know, yeah. it's part. It, it's in that intellectual tradi- tradition. It's got no, nothing. It's yeah. nothing to do with anything else. He did say that interesting thing though that he reckoned he'd have sold half, only half as many copies if he hadn't put in that final oh, line. Great. Then we will know the mind oh, of God. Oh, great! I mean, that 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 makes me think less of him. I'm afraid. But no, there but, it's, but that's quite interesting. Cut down the right. equations, add mentions of God. Whatever your philosophical. Well, idea there was someone is. on the uh, uh, last night on the on the telly saying, "I've been told to write a book." against God with some science in if I want a bestseller and you think well good, good great if people are buying that that's fantastic <laughs> but that's someone said I didn't see Newsnight last night Jim Al clearly was on wasn't he I think and no, I didn't watch it so, someone I said, get my news from ITV to find out what everyone else is watching there's no point watching Newsnight because because it's kind of like sitting there being agreed with I find IT, well, ITN News much more interesting because that's what that's people's feed you know that's what they're but, it's like reading the sun uh, yeah, all right. Murdoch reservations aside, but that's the info. That's the info people are going on. Worth knowing. Are you printing off? Oh, I'm printing off the fact that right. I wrote this article uh, last week. Um, there was uh, basically I'm one of the shortest lived uh, columnists for the Daily Telegraph. Bravo. One column. That's it. Bravo. Uh, that's me done. Um, and uh, I, I, it was about. The, the the cat bin lady. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, they want to a column, so I said, Well, do you know what? What I like is the fact the cat bin thing has happened is Schrodinger is now there's a huge number of people referencing it this yeah. week. Yeah. And people are going like my dad then found out what Schrodinger's cat was and he was interested and he was interested in what this experiment yeah. was. Um so I wrote an article. I haven't yet this is the first time I'm gonna see the comments, but people just tweeted me going, You are getting some of the most mad comments under your article. Because oh, I clearly said I'm not condoning cat person persecution but if you're ever going to get something good out of it at least it's got people talking yeah, yeah. about Schrodinger yeah, yeah. the cat didn't die either it's a cat yeah, in yeah, a bin yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. a child in Pakistan you idiots yes. now the first comment I've just seen when I went out to print it is I commented that uh, Newton's third law of motion was uh, for every uh, action there is an equal and opposite reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. right no it's not according to the first commenter so right anyone in there in the booth I think that is the third law can you check I think it is. I think it's the new... Yeah, we're just going to check now. So that first comment is, get it right. And this right. is what happens in these stupid comments you get under articles. Get it right. Oh, I well. did get it right. Well, I had some very same... funny comments. Uh, uh, not an article I wrote, but under a review of me in The Guardian this week. There was a, uh, They came and reviewed my quiz. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, uh, by the way, for letting the landlord from the Cannons Gate in. He was uh, really oh, did he enjoy pleased. it? Oh, great. He had a lovely time. The landlord of the pub that I was playing in Edinburgh, oh, yeah, who yeah. said, oh, I really want to go see Al Murray again. We got there late because we couldn't yeah, close they the pub it, in time. And uh, and he started talking to us, and he said that our pub was shit. It was brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I do actually remember that now, that incident. But anyway, I got this review, and uh, and it's you know the, the usual um, stuff from the chap at The Guardian. And uh, about me, he's never like me. But there we are. And the comments underneath were really funny. There was someone said, um, "Well, what?" Because he because he always goes on in the reviews about whether I'm boorish or whether it's a depiction of boorishness and uh, blah 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 blah. And one of the comments said, "Well, I saw Al Murray last week in the Pleasance at twelve noon, banging a table in the Pleasance courtyard. He is quite clearly a wanker. Basically, is what it what this <laughs> thing says. <laughs> nice and, and to so, know so you sh- banging a table exactly." In the, in the uh, exactly is legitimate. Uh, that's criticism material. of my act, and uh, and some uh, uh, and you know his act obviously boring. He obviously is the same as the character because I saw him at banging a table. You know, really really funny. And then, and then later on, someone just goes, "Hang on a minute," and they're all and they all all the twonks on there all agreeing with it. And then another bloke wrote, "Have you stopped to think what you're doing here? You you, you say you've seen him doing something." 
and you're judging his work on that you know are you mad and it, I just think the world of the comment world oh. the comment sphere is a very uh, I mean I don't that's, I don't do chortle for that very I can't, I, can't, I can't go near it I, you know. I've I've decided I'm not going to look at it anymore because well here we uh, go then I worked out I was having too many uh, it does it get me really, me, really worried upsets me. Too many it's not just because I've never looked at these so I'm probably going to end up being quite upset but I wanted this to be a real moment I wanted it to okay. be the money shot <laughs> of the podcast <laughs> it's like I, I did this angry show in Edinburgh with my friend Michael Legg and um, the one that just before we went up there there was an article in the Telegraph about Bob Monkhouse. How Bob Monkhouse is the uh, this huge influence on modern comedy right, oh, by a man yeah, called Michael no. Deacon, which was fine. <laughs> uh, but there were many things he could have said. But there are bits where, for instance, he quotes a, a Bob Monkhouse joke, and he goes, "Oh yeah, the, Bob Monkhouse's style has influenced many people. Take this joke: I'm still having sex at 74, which is good because I live at number 76, right? Which is yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes, that joke has brevity, blah blah blah. Also, other car-like qualities, Jimmy Carr." What Bob Monkhouse makes you believe is that he's talking about one thing and then reveals he was talking about something else. This is from a professional arts critic has believed that Bob Monkhouse invented the idea of a joke, which is, for instance, a man walked into a bar, ouch, it was an iron bar, using the most obvious version, that the pullback reveal was invented in the 1950s by Bob Monkhouse. Oh... So I would do that at the end of the show and then quite often my heart would hurt and I'd have to crawl out on all fours. That really is um, no good, is it? That's no good. Oh, yeah, dear. this. but I just... So anyway, I wrote this article, my only <laughs> column for the Telegraph, before uh, they decided it was best not to. Um, so the first <laughs> comment you get from Noodle Noodle Durant, that isn't Newton's third law of motion. Please get it right if you're posting an article in the science section. Well, right. we just It is. It is. Yeah, so there we go. That's that's the problem. Uh, then the British so ethical sliding scale is increasingly clear, clear. Cat in bin equals death threat. Oh, no, that's all right. Thousands killed in pointless war. Book deal. Thousands children raped and killed, millions with AIDS, paid visit to UK. So that's all right. I quite like that comment. There's yeah. a little bit of satire about the Pope. Yeah. Um, the uh, sorry, I'm just going to go through this. And just, this to uh, me is not. This to me is not healthy. the best thing that we could be doing with our with our time, Robin. No, you're right. It's just mad. It's, I just couldn't. I was told that because this that. is a comment that I can't find. Because there's 49 comments under this this pointless article. Wow. One of them was uh, political yeah. correctness. Political correctness. Oh, use a cat, not a baby. And they, they, I believe Schrodinger is accused of being a typical liberal. Well, I, I don't think. And you just go... And Schrodinger then you is boss that, of the PC brigade. It does so. make it so painful because you just go... But these people, if they spent just a little... There's a great that great Harlan Ellison line. I love Harlan Ellison, the, the mm. writer. Uh, you are not uh, uh, entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your informed opinion. No one has the right to be ignorant. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. You just go, oh, let's see if we can find... Uh, I'd love it if you, like... Some bloke said that. I can't remember who yeah. that. Um, I don't know who that was. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we better wind up, but you had something you were going to say when we were just talking about the internet. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it doesn't matter then. I found I, got, I had a fan... Somebody made a fan site of all, like, pictures of me, and they were like, oh, I like Josie Long. Oh. I couldn't believe it. I was very pleased. That's the first time I've ever... Uh, well, not the first time, but normally on the internet people send me a tweet that's like 
I hate you. Bye. Yeah, I got no, told I get off for this. Okay, right, I played the Green Man. You played the Green Man Festival. I'd love to time the Green Man Festival. Someone deliberately tweets the uh, they, they they put highs of uh, Green Man, John Cooper Clark, and uh, Billy Bragg. Lows, toilets, rain, and Robin Ince. And they deliberately put at Robin Ince yeah. so that I'd see it. So I wrote back and I went that that's a little bit of a twattish thing to do. I just went, I think that's a little bit twattish yeah. what you've done. Um, and then, uh, and I presumed that he would only see it himself because I put his name at the beginning. Yeah. And then I went, oh, well, I've now been uh, uh, d- d- a clever occasional copywriter from Brighton has attacked me for something, you know, just deliberately decided to wind me up. And the next thing I know is I'm being accused of bullying because some of the people who follow me went onto his site and went, they tracked it back. And, so, and then I'm the bully. I went, well, it's his fault. He yeah. could have said, I'm quite happy for him to tweet, Robin Ince is rubbish, but going, and do you know what? I'm going to make sure he sees it as well. <laughs> and some... then I, he became the victim. Yes, well, the, yeah. Oh, we've run yeah, out of time. Yeah, well, have we? Well, let's see another comment. Stop it. <laughs> this is Stop awful. Look at the comments. This is not, this is, I'm worried that, that our podcast is ever going to talk about things like this. It's not cool. We, we oh, have lovely nice. chats. Many years ago, during the move to a new home, I placed our single goldfish in his tank into an oversized plastic container, which was the last item into the removal truck. Throughout the journey, our six-year-old son kept asking if the fish was dead or alive. We still have said fish, who ever since that time has been called Irwin. (laughs) So that was a nice comment. Someone there who now has a a, a fish named after Schrodinger. Yes, it's very nice. That's a nice comment. Good. You've been listening to Robin and Josie's Utter Shambles because towards the end I got more confidence and I've put myself at the beginning of the title now. Brought to you by Comedy Central. This podcast has been produced by Adrian McKinder and edited by Mike Pell. For more podcasts and loads of other stuff, go to comedycentral.co.uk.